Shane, and Chris will lead off the show. Should we say hello here? You can we do that? Open the show. Open the show. Yep. Ready? Rolling? Yes. Three, two, one. Here we go. Another edition of Sports Medicine Weekly. Steve Cashel, Dr. Brian Cole. How was your week, Dr. Cole? It was a great week, Steve. Once again, thank you. And it's great to be here this morning. I like prepping all week for this show. You getting your workouts in? Um, I am, but I, you know, I, I honestly, I need, I'm getting two a week. I need, early morning, I, you know, right? Yeah, they're early, and but that's fine. Um, but I really need one more. I'm telling you, as you, I, it, there's no question. As you get older, it's it's all about frequency, you know. I mean, I think you can get away with it when you're younger, as far as you know, maybe skipping a few. But if you don't have that frequency, I think that it just things just it's it's a challenge, you know. And I, plus, if I don't do it on any regular basis, I'm so much more sore the next day. I mean, it's like I haven't worked out in a month, and it could be three days in between. You How know? many days a week do you work out? Probably a minimum of two, and up to four. But not more than that. I mean, it's, you know, I weekends wish I had more busy? time. It almost sounds like you, you know, the weekends, work, I right? always, yeah, I have to do during the week because the weekends, because, you know, at least in the summer months, that's when the time I have when my, you know, my kids are off, or they're coming home from camp, whatever, because, you know, where they go to camp, they can come out on the weekends. So I, I always prioritize, literally prioritize making breakfast and spending that time with the kids. And it ends up the day gets away from me. And I, you know, probably should just make an effort to get out of the house and, and hide away. But, that's the time when they're on, and I'm, you know, working all week. So I, it, it becomes a, it's a good challenge for my time. I think when, you know, when my oldest gets out to college, which will happen in August, and the other ones get more wrapped up, you know, for college transition, it's it's really about that. I think that's my biggest factor is that 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 makes it so I, you know, do it differently and don't do it when I should. That's why the mornings are good because nobody's up. Yeah, you know, but you got to sleep sometimes. Hey, I'm the same way. I don't I don't play golf nor work out on the weekends. You yeah, know, my, my yeah. I got two boys. We're filled with hockey. Baseball, basketball, football—they play everything. So yeah, they do, uh, but then, during the week as well, or not? Yeah, they do. But I, I get my workouts in, you know, noonish. Yeah, you know, oh, so if you could do it in the that's the other. So, if you could do it in the middle of the day, that's killer. It's great. It's yeah. great. I feel so much better when I do work yeah. out, but I really don't do it on the weekends. I don't play golf on weekends as much as I love golf because I really dedicate it to the family, and yeah. that's our kind of family rule. And I'm fine with it. Yeah, I really no, am. Golf is like a the third profession, so I, 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 I give you a lot of credit because I know how much you love it. You could be out there on on both days. I bet and be. Very happy. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I love the summers. Yeah. And uh, speaking of which, Dr. Cole, you know, our first guest um, is an adult uh, endurance athlete. How about uh, participating in 14 Ironmans? What, give us a definition of an Ironman. You know this, right? <laughs> Chris, tell, well, let's, have, let's have Chris tell All us right. what the basic Ironman is and what she's gone through. Chris Palmquist. Yeah, Chris. Well, an Ironman is just one of the different things that I've done. But an Ironman has a catchy, kind of a catchy um, name, and it involves swimming 2.4 miles, then biking 112 miles, and run, then running a full marathon, which is 26.2 miles, all in the same day. It's wild stuff, I tell you. Well, Chris is a uh, USA Para Triathlon national team coach. Uh, she's been the indoor cycling coach, US uh, AT junior skills staff coach, uh, <laughs> youth and junior certificate, uh, youth and junior certifications clinics. Uh, what haven't you done? You've worked with the you've worked with the kids and the adults, right, Chris? Yes, I have been a professional coach for a long time. Um, and I coach people of all ages and all abilities from, I've got a kid's team. I coach a lot of just normal adults like all of us. And then I also coach elite paratriathletes, our national team. What's the, um, uh, what's the definition of a paratriathlete? 
A paratriathlete is someone with either a physical impairment, such as an amputation or paralysis, or a visual impairment, so vision loss or blind athletes. And are you doing these programs on your own, or do you have people that you're supervising? It sounds like you have potentially so many clients. How do you even keep up? Well, it's, it's kind of like pieces of the puzzle, and each piece is small enough that I keep it manageable. Um, the age group athletes that I coach, I keep that load to about 10 to 15 athletes. And then my youth team, um, that's just a di- another piece of the puzzle. And then the paratriathlon team is something that I do for USA Triathlon and the U.S. Olympic Committee. And that's another piece of the puzzle. So I am very, very busy. I'm also a mom. I also have kids like you guys. Um, you have what? Two, two teenage daughters. Is that right? I have a daughter who's 18 going to college next month as well. And I have a son who's 16. Oh, got it. Eric. That's right. That's right. And where, where is your son going? Where is your daughter going to college? University of Illinois. And she doing any sports? She has been a swimmer um, all along, and I just attended her, maybe her last, uh, well, her last youth swim meet on Saturday where she swam the best meet of her life. Um, way to go out on top. It was really exciting. But So I'm hoping she'll continue swimming, and she's certainly considering it. We're visiting with Chris Palmquist, head coach of the USA Paratriathlon National Team from Geneva, Illinois. And uh, we're talking a little bit about the benefits of diversified training for adult endurance athletes. Uh, We can get to a whole another topic on uh, the paratriathlon athletes. I think that's really interesting as well. But I wanted to focus this week, uh, Chris, talking about adult endurance athletes. Can you define that for us? Yes, this is, you know... When you know adults who are who are active, um, they're probably endurance athletes. So an endurance athlete is someone who participates in a sport um, that takes a, a longer time, goes for a longer distance, um, and is fueled primarily by their aerobic fueling system. So your your runners, anyone who's running five k's or longer, anyone who's a who's a who loves biking. Any swimmers out there, those are all endurance athletes. And then anyone who's still playing tennis, um, hockey, soccer as an adult, even though those sports have a lot of speed skills as well, um, the duration of the game requires them to have endurance skills. So just about all of us are endurance athletes. Let me ask you a question. Are you developing, are you doing some baseline assessment for them, you know, you know, VO2 max or something objective, and are you developing programs for them and sort of just monitoring them throughout? What's it like to be under your supervision and and training? Uh, Yes, to all of that, yes. Um, With my athletes, I do some testing. We do do metabolic testing, so we test um, them with a gas exchange ratio um, set up to figure out their 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 VO2 max, but more importantly, um, their heart rate zones and their power zones and their pace zones so that we know how to target their training. Um, So when an athlete signs up with with me, my job is to be their partner, um, work with them side by side towards their goal, especially if they're busy, like we all are with jobs and kids and family. My job is to make sure 
I create training that they can follow that will fit into their life. Um, and training has to have a purpose. So no meaningless miles. Nobody has time for that. That and it's not good for us. So I, I work really hard to create a training program um, that is diversified and works on all the different skills that build them into the athlete that they want to be and also fits their life with a, a certain amount of balance and keeps them injury-free um, and happy, most of all, because it, be, it should be all about the joy, in my mind. It should be fun. Our guest is Chris Palmquist, the USA Triathlon Elite Coach, USA Cycling Elite Coach, and Youth Junior Coach, 19, 20 years of coaching experience. Um, let's get into cross-training, Chris. Um, what are the physical benefits? I know cross-training, it's been around for a long time. Are there emotional, social benefits as well? There sure are. There are so many benefits. Um, what what we see is that if someone really loves to participate in one sport, let's say they are a runner, they're tempted to run all the time. And we'll see them going out and doing kind of the same run over and over and over, getting in as many miles as they can fit into their week, all at about the same pace with their friends. Um, but they may be more prone to developing overuse injuries. They may also, because their training is all very similar, they may stop adapting and improving. They may get very good at being a medium-paced runner because that's what they do all the time, but they never may develop the strength or the speed that they need to go run at their potential speed that they could with correct training. And Socially and emotionally, we know that being active is really important because it gets us out with other people. It helps us connect with other runners or cyclists or whoever we are. Um, but the problem, if you just focus on one sport like running, is if you do become injured and you cannot run, then all of a sudden your social connections are lost, your physical um, activity is lost for a while, and it can be really traumatic emotionally. So building in some diversity into your activity is very helpful because it helps you to have many things to choose from. It helps you to be less injury-prone, and it often can make you faster athlete at your chosen sport. As, as we wrap up, I just, you know, want to note, you know, I, uh, in full disclosure, you're one of my patients, but didn't have to do a lot from you other than educate you, right? I mean, you came in and like, you know, much like the people you just described who when running is taken away from them or any activity is taken away from them, it can be somewhat devastating. And, and um, you just needed to know that with the condition of your knee that it was safe to run. And I, gave you, and I gave you, I'm sure, my lecture, which I give many, <laughs> many times a week, and that's there's not a lot of data that says if you run, you're going to make your condition worse, and it's to tolerance, and and you just kind of needed permission. And that was goes all the way back to, what, 014? That goes, out to, goes back to 2014. I had had four knee surgeries in 2012 and 2013 before I met you. Yeah, and, and how, many, had, how, many have you had with, how many have you had with me? None. And how are you, and how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing 
great. I'm back to running and happy. And, you know, when you're, when you're someone like me, I'm, I'm one of those rule-following good people who tries to do things right. So you get all these messages from well-meaning friends and, you know, my mom and, yep. and others, you know, stop running. You're going to ruin your knees. You've already ruined your knees. And it had me feeling guilty as well as you know, very sad that I wasn't running anymore. So when I saw you and you said, go back to run, run as much as you can tolerate. It's actually good for you. I did. I, you gave me permission and it was huge. Really wow, wonderful. It's great. Good. It's a great story. Good guy. <laughs> hey, thank you. I'm glad to, glad to be associated with you and do the little that I needed to do to get you where you are. So, <laughs> bad, and it's great to see you and hear about your successes. Bad knees for Chris, our guest, and uh, you made her well. And now she's on to even a bigger and better yeah, helping uh, others. triathlon and Ironman, right? What's the latest? And we'll close it off with uh, your recent success of uh, qualifying. Chris, tell us about it. Yeah, you know, back in 2005, when I was a lot younger and a lot fitter, I started trying to qualify for the Kona Ironman World Championships in Hawaii, and it took me until this year to do it, um, and with Dr. Cole's help, and so I get to go to Hawaii in October and race in the World Championships, a 13-year quest. Fantastic. We wish you the best of success and stay healthy. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Chris Palmquist, USA Triathlon Elite Coach, U.S. Cycling Elite Coach, and, of course, uh, what I always think the most important right here, the USA Paratriathlon National Team Coach from Geneva, Illinois. Still to come here on Sports Medicine Weekly, we will tell you why aquatic therapy is a great choice for uh, treating injuries. Up next, though, Ask the Doctor, that popular segment where you ask the questions for Dr. Brian Cole. Stay with us at Sports Medicine Weekly, only on 670 The Score.